0: Podcast. I'm your host Kirk Kinsey, and I'm by myself tonight. Uh, I'd like to apologize first off for not getting an episode out after the Austin game. Um, my schedule in the operating room has been tremendous <laughs> this past week, so I wasn't able to get to it. Josh was out of pocket as well, so um, we're back though. We're I'm going to talk about the uh, the loss to Portland, two-one loss to Portland, away at Portland that snaps the three-game win streak that LAFC had been on. Um, I'll be honest, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the most terrible result. I think the LAFC have figured a few things out uh, in terms of personnel, and certainly the emergence of Chicho is, I'd say, the most positive thing that we've seen in the last month and a half. Brian Rodriguez continues to look good. Um Mamadou Fall is still completely solid there, you know, so there's a there are are big positives to take away from this match, even though a lot of it wasn't great. Uh, the first goal to Portland is yet yeah, another set piece goal where we lose track of what's going on in the box. Um, I think it's Danny Crisostomo who takes the the initial ball. he just takes that play off and watches. As it's headed back into play, uh, and then Mario, I think, is the one who is caught ball watching the most. The ball comes off the post and, or off the crossbar, and Mario's just kind of standing there watching as Chicho goes to clear it, and then obviously rebounds right to uh, Dari Espria for the goal. Um, LaFC continued to look fairly dangerous throughout the throughout the first half. Brian Rodriguez went on an incredible run. Um, I think it was off of another Portland corner kick, and he takes it coast to coast, evading five or six at least Portland defenders. Finds the feet of Sifu, who gets the ball inside, and uh, I think there's an extra pass to Arango once they're in the box as well, and ends up he tries he goes for a Rabona. Um, and doesn't come off, but it was a good a good piece of play. One of the things that I really liked about that play specifically is Brian Rodriguez just being on the ball and driving forward. That's one of those things that Josh and I have talked a lot about uh, how LaFC is always just looking to, especially in the beginning of the year, just play balls forward. and that's the only way we're ever we would ever advance play, um, as opposed to somebody just getting on the ball and eating up space while everybody else catches up you saw it again with chicho um later on in the second half when he plays that ball for uh um sifu it's a it's a it is an initial ball on the counterattack from edwards which is like the one good thing that edwards did tonight uh, but chicho drives that forward into 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 space at a rapid pace and sifu keeps up and ends up shanking that shot tragically. Um, But with both Chicho and Brian Rodriguez involved in the attack in that manner where they're, they're picking up the ball and they're not always just releasing a pass. They are more than willing to drive it forward. The one thing that I will say about Brian Rodriguez is that when he does it, I feel like once he arrives in the attacking third, he will slow down and wait for people. And, He's so fast, and he's often so far ahead of everybody that I just kind of wish, like, just beat that last defender. Put a move on, beat that last defender, and go to goal yourself. Um, I feel like he wastes some good opportunities just by arriving in the final third, putting a foot on the ball, and allowing his teammates to show up as well. Uh, I think he could have a, a fair bit of success if he just went at goal. I think that's where Diego Rossi um probably outdoes him is Diego was always direct to goal um even if it was a bit miscontrolled at times um we can talk about the the LAFC goal to it's uh it comes from a penalty it's Chicho's fifth in five games or fifth straight game with a goal I think that was his sixth goal total um but it's off of a free kick and it is 100% a penalty. Sebastian Blanco goes up, turns his back elbows extended away from his body and it bounces off the back of his elbow. Um, it's a, it's honestly a terrible, terrible play from him, but uh, LAFC get the goal as a result. Chicho, a well-taken penalty. Again, I, I'm not a big fan of the setter step, but in this case, it's, you know, He's waiting for some. He's waiting for Steve Clark to break, and then just fires a rocket when he doesn't. So, uh, well taken. Then um, the final goal from Portland comes. I think it's Blanco again, out on the left wing, and Moon doesn't close him down as is frequently the case. Moon is kind of there in front of him, tries to make a move, doesn't really put in a, a good effort on the tackle and Blanco sends it in and surprise, surprise, Raheem Edwards is not marking his man. I felt like the wing back play from LAFC was probably the weakest part of the game. Aside from once Valeri came in for the Portland Timbers, the midfield really came undone. And, I think my biggest frustration from this match is that Bob took so long to make any subs when it was very clear from the onset that both Moon and Edwards were a bit overmatched in their, in their positions. And then once Valeri came on that the midfield was completely outclassed. And I mean, it's to be expected. Janela is not a great defender. Chrysostomo's brand new and Sifu is playing as a 10. So uh, I don't. I don't know what the plan was to stop Diego Valeri once he came in. Uh, Bob ultimately opts to switch to a four-three-three by taking off uh, Ibeaga and bringing in Danny Musovski and Blessing, and uh, so he kind of altered the midfield. And Musovski came on as a third attacker, but ultimately it just wasn't enough. Um, really, not a whole lot of chances created after that. Um, the best chance of the second half again was Sifu's miss from Chicho. Sifu also had that amazing shot from midfield. Man, I I wish that one would have gone in. If for nothing else, just for just to see a spectacular goal. Um, it would have definitely been goal of the year had it gone in. Uh, he shoots it across the face of goal from again. For, I think it was near the, the edge of the circle, the halfway circle. Um, and just off the post, he had Steve Clark beat he had everybody. I mean, nobody was expecting him to shoot from there. That's one of the things, even though he hasn't put one in like that, it's one of the things when you watch Sifu, he does always feel dangerous because he has so much power in that shot and the way that, you know, even for 40 yards, he can just put his laces through it and it's an absolute laser beam all the way to goal. Um, Brian Rodriguez also had a pretty bad miss. He kind of took it on a volley um, and just skied it. Um, You know, I I think there's this narrative out there that LAFC is simply unlucky. And Josh and I have talked about that before about how that's not a useful narrative uh, in terms of getting answers. And if it was the case that they had closer games and that it was simply one bounce, but missing this many wide open sitters all year is not unlucky. LAFC ran Christian Ramirez out of, out of, out of the clubhouse because he missed too many wide open sitters. Um, It's, it is a big time trend with LAFC to not put shots on target, to have wide open looks and to shoot them right at the keeper, to, um, just miss these great chances. And again, I understand you can talk about XG and, um, that LAFC's XG differential is really positive, but at this point in the season with only, I believe nine games to go in the regular season, if you're still trying to tout the XG differential and say, ah, it's all, it's all, it's going to regress to the mean, it's going to be okay. It'll regress to the mean and LAFC will be great again. Um, then I, I don't think you understand what XG actually is. It's not meant to be, um, some sort of moral victory. It's not meant to be an explanation into how the game actually ended. It's simply supposed to show the quality of chances that you were creating. That's what it does. It shows you the quality of chances that you create. And yes, you should be expected to finish those. But if you're not finishing them over the course of an entire season, then there's something else wrong. And your finishing is subpar, um, and it's got to be. It's got to be fixed. Uh, so again, if anybody touts XG as the expl- as the explanation, is to oh, LAFC will be just fine. They're going to be fine without saying they got to get better finishing the ball. They have to get better finishers involved on the team, or the, the quality of chances that they're creating right now have to be even better then I don't think they understand their own stat that they're quoting to you. But there's no sense in fighting among ourselves, amongst ourselves as LAFC fans. We are where we are. Um, Right now, that's out of the playoffs. And Josh and I both stated before, the playoffs are an extremely low bar in MLS. MLS is an extremely forgiving season. Even with as poorly as LAFC has performed this year, there's still a very solid chance that they sneak their way into the playoffs. So, uh, it is an extremely low bar, but when you look beyond just getting above the playoff line at the end of the season, it's hard to see how they would be able to go on any sort of meaningful run in the playoffs, but here's to hoping that they surprise us all, um, there were quite a few questions and I did something different with the questions tonight. Again, I don't want to dwell on negative stuff. I'm just tired. like, honestly, I'm tired of, uh, coming on here and just pointing out negatives about the team. And I feel like at this point, they all speak for themselves. We all know, we all know what the problem areas are. We all know what they're doing wrong. Um, we all know the roster build from day one. Has not been great this season? Um, we all know that, we're only playing with one DP at the moment and that he wasn't even with the team at the beginning. Uh, so we're going to get into questions because I think it's going to help us kind of navigate the, the rest of the conversation here. First one is from somber Amrath at somber Amrath. What have I been saying? We had three lucky games blind, uh, blind most of our supporters. There are huge deficiencies that this, that the rest of the season are going to continually expose The majority of those decision of those deficiencies are a direct result of the tactics. Um, So, I do think that uh, we we were a little bit spoiled by the three game win streak. Even though um, you could argue that earlier in the year we shouldn't have lost so many games, so we were kind of due for some some easier wins. They came against. Uh, let's see. Austin RSL and man, who was the third team that they beat at the SKC? The big, the big game against SKC, um, which was the most impressive of the three. Um, but I mean, you did see positives emerge there, so I I don't know if I if I totally agree with being blinded. I do I do think that um, the emergence of Bryce Duke of Chicho of Mamadou Fall helped to paper over some of those deficiencies and 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 hide them. Um, in terms of Mamadou Fall short up a back line that was leaking goals late. He also provided goals himself. Bryce Duke provided excellent attacking prowess and Chicho has been the one putting the ball in the back of the net. The only one really that's been putting the ball in the back of the net. So um, that has certainly helped. And then again tonight you saw... Bob move away from the midfield that had been working so well. Partly I think because Atuesta was out. So he he puts on Chrysostomo instead of um instead of Bryce Duke. And he's now like the additional defensive help for Janela. If it were me, I would have started Bryce Duke at the ten again because it's worked so well and just simply moved Sifu back as part of that double pivot. Um I think he and Janelle would be more than capable of, of defending against the Portland Timbers midfield. Um, Huge deficiencies that the rest of the season are going to continually expose. I do think, um, I mean, they're exposed. We all know what they do. They give up late goals. They give up set piece goals and they can't finish their chances. Um, Just terrible, terrible finishing from day one this season. And it's been Everybody, uh, nobody's been a great finisher. I, th- I thought it was interesting that tonight, I believe uh, Chicho Arango became, he tied Diego Rossi for most, or uh, Jose Cifuentes for most goals in the season at six. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's it's not the it's not the LAFC that we're used to where Vela's got at least 20, right? And Diego's got another 12 to 15. And there's a bunch of guys at six or seven apiece, After them. Uh that's not the that's not the team that we have this year. Uh the artist formerly known as Danniness at Danniness. It will always come down to the same thing. Bob does everything impressively well except coaching, managing on game day. Watching Bob stall on those subs has always been frustrating, but tonight was actually physically sickening for me. And yes, uh I saw the chances we blew. Um, yeah, the subs, the subs were a problem as I mentioned earlier. It's it's not okay uh to wait until the 75th minute when you're just getting shellacked. You those subs have got to come. And when they come in the form of Danny Musovski, uh you kind of know. You kind of know. He had the goal against Austin, sure. The payback against Brad Stuver, great. I like that storyline, but um if you're chasing against a, a a better team like Portland, Danny Musovski off the bench is not it. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that he shouldn't be involved in the team. It's just that this team is paper thin, and even at it, even at its thickest, it's not it's not all that great. So, um, Bob waiting to 75 minutes, making those subs. Uh, it took a while for for Duke to come on. Edwards should not have started this game. Uh, he gave up the inside. He gave up the inside position. I don't know how many times in our own box, like not even, not even at at midfield, uh, but in our own box, he's giving up position, just letting guys come inside on him. Uh, Moon was, I felt a little bit better in the attack, but. Uh, Still still not good defensively. Those two are major liabilities defensively. And Raheem Edwards is he has this extraordinary license from Bob to go where absolutely wherever he wants. And Josh and I have argued that the wingback should be involved in the attack if the midfield isn't and like in the box attacking. But I mean, he was frequently on the right side of the Portland goal area, uh, even though he's a left wingback. And nobody's going to pass him the ball there. No, I, I don't know what he's doing up there. Um, he's certainly not going to put anything in the back of the net. So, uh, just just odd to me. Odd. Uh, so I do agree that on on game day, Bob continuously looks a little bit confused, and it's uh, the only the only saving grace that I can point to again is that the roster build was not good. Um, we're going to get into my thoughts on, on Edwards a little bit in a second as well with another one of these comments that I saw. All right, next one, Trucho Belico at elisoka Trucho. Uh, wondering why Palacios didn't start, and as much as everyone wants to blame Romero for that goal, even if he stayed or came out, no one was covering homeboy who scored. Those clear shots were missed, really bid us back at the end. Um, yeah, so, I mean, miss shots, and this is again, what Josh and I have have talked a lot about this year is, um, when you're not scoring goals, your margins become razor thin. So when you're not scoring goals and you're giving up silly goals, you're going to like, you're going to lose games. And that's, I feel like that's kind of stating the obvious. You guys all know that. But, um, when they were scoring three and four goals, every single game, it didn't matter that much. You could give up a goal or two here or there. You could play that super aggressive press knowing that you're going to get beat sometimes and you'll just live with it because you're going to score again. But now that's not the case. You can't count on that many goals. You can barely count on two goals a game, um, let alone three or four. Uh, I, I did think Romero made the wrong decision to come out, but again, uh doesn't make any attempt to win that initial ball. Um, and then nobody's covering any of the other Portland Timbers in the area. They're just all kind of like standing around watching. And Chicho's the only one who goes up to try and head the ball away uh, when it right before it bounces off the crossbar. So again, just poor, poor set-piece defending gives up an easy one. And poor defending and open play gives up the second. Unpopular football lover at Foot Fanatica. It's the hope that kills you. Unfortunately, we might have dropped too many points in the first half of the season. Even if we make the playoffs, having to play away makes our chances very low. So this is a good point. Even if you do sneak into the playoffs, uh, you're definitely not one of the teams getting a bye and you're playing all your games away. And LAFC have not been good away. They haven't been good, period, but they've been even worse away. So um, that becomes a problem because now you're going you're gonna, to be playing away to places like Portland or where you just lost tonight or Seattle or Kansas city where you also lost. Uh, I guess playing at Carson isn't, isn't too bad. It's definitely, you know, it's still not your own stadium, but uh, you can still pack a bunch of thirty two fifty two in there to, to help balance it out. But um, that's going to be, you know, an even taller order to make it to the cup final and eventually win. Um, if you have to win all those games away, all right, Jose at, I am not okay. I think we'll miss the playoffs finishing eighth. Duke needs more minutes. Sifu needs less minutes. I think this might be the first time I've seen people calling for Sifu to have less minutes. I, I don't, uh, I don't disagree if he's going to be playing that 10 and you have Duke who should be playing that position. I simply think you don't play Chrysostomo you move and you move Cifuentes back. Um, if you're if you're gonna play with that midfield, but uh that's not the way they see it. And we can talk about it all we want. We can tweet, we can podcast, we can uh, we can make signs, but um they just don't see Bob does not see it that way. All right, the shoe at Paul T Greco, bring JT in. We want answers. So this is in reference to an earlier tweet I had about. If, uh, if Bob pulled off Raiuto at, at the half, I was going to extend a formal invitation for, to John Thorrington to come on the show. Uh, I, I don't want to score too many own goals on the on on my own show, but uh, we do not have that kind of pull. So I appreciate the enthusiasm from from Paul here, but we would just never get them on. Um, I do. I, I would like to get these answers, though. Uh, I need to. I need to look into getting a press pass if they're going to continually do these virtual um, pressers to see if I can get some questions uh, on the docket there. All right, Tom Camilleri at BroncoFan07. It's MLS. A few wins can get LAFC into the playoffs, but which of the remaining games do you think they win? Every minute, Moon Juan. Gets now is too many. The image of Sifu completely missing the goal from seven yards out should be the cover of the team yearbook. All right. Uh, Again, Josh and I are both in agreement that that moon should get less minutes. I think the easiest thing for you to do is just play best and blessing it right back or right wing back right now, especially if you're going from the, from that three man formation. I think it's how you get the best 11 players on the field is if blessing is just playing there. And I don't, He's going to give you this. He's going to give you better defensive effort. He's going to give you the same offensive production. Um, you know, he'll, he'll give you as good or or similar production in in possession. I think from that position as well. So that's who I'd rather see there right now until Blackman's healthy, and then you can still work on some sort of rotation there. I don't really care if Blackman comes back on. I. I but. Uh, if it is this three-man back line, I don't know if Blackman starts over Ibeaga, Ibeaga at, at right center back. Who knows? Um, in regards to which games are winnable for LAFC, again, this team is a bit Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, um, where they, they can come out and they can stomp SKC into the ground. And then you know, go on a go on a little streak and look good, but they could also lose to Vancouver. They can lose to Atlanta. They can lose they can, you know, come up with creative ways to to lose against all kinds of people. So here are the next games San Jose versus LAFC. I think you're going to be expected to win that one, but it's a way and they I don't, I don't think we beat San Jose earlier in the year. I think we lost to San Jose, didn't we? Let's go back and check here. Um, yes, we lost on August 8th to San Jose. So it's easy to say, oh yeah, they should win. Then we have Portland again in two weeks. Um, we haven't beat them this year. We have the Galaxy um, after that, which... Uh, we all know how the how those have gone this year. We got a draw and a, and another heartbreaking loss. San Jose once again. Dallas should be a win. Should be a win. We'll see what happens with them firing Lucci and and how that all turned. How that all plays out. Minnesota, who we've drawn this year. Seattle, who we have not played well this year at all. Uh, I think you know aside from. The draw at the beginning of the year, I don't I don't know what else you you know, you're probably looking at a loss there. Vancouver, who we continue to draw or lose to, and Colorado, who are one of the hottest teams in the league. So it's a it's a tough stretch for LAFC. And man, they're gonna have to piece it together. All right. Next one, Jonathan at Buzology. this game was like going to on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland awkward, bizarrely dark, and ultimately unfulfilling. It was it was a bit of an awkward game. I think it always is like that against the Portland Timbers because they are such uh, they are such a what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say dirty team, but they just are they're a hard-nosed team. Everywhere you go on the field, you're going to get hacked down. Brian Rodriguez was hacked down I don't know how many times. There were three or four yellow cards given in the in the first half alone to the Timbers. So, I mean, credit to the ref, uh, Penso it was tonight, for giving out all those cards early. But it just it does not matter. Uh, they have the Chara brothers. they Their back line is always going to hack at you. That is their game. Um, they... They love that type of of soccer. Um, So it does make for some really awkward, awkward moments. And if you do happen to get by them without getting fouled, you have to punish them for it. Uh, And we did not do that. And then Jonathan follows that up with hashtag kick childhood and cancer. Amen to that. Ben Cox at Sir Bensington. Bob loves Raheem with the same passion he hated El Munir. Can you imagine El Muneer as a wingback right now? Duke was an instant offensive creator, missed chances and the dirty tackles put us off more than the quote lost his footing unquote pitch. Um, So I do, again, I 100% agree that Duke was a a shot in the arm, even though his corners were terrible. I mean, just terribly taking corner kicks tonight. Uh, Dirty tackles we talked about and, you know, you can, you can complain about losing your footing on, on the artificial turf and you certainly should complain about professional teams playing on artificial turf, but uh, it's not like it's something new for them. So Danny was coming in and trying to do up a defender and simply falling over is not the fault of the Portland Timbers. It's his, um, what I really want to focus in on. And I kind of alluded to it earlier was Raheem Edwards and Mohammed al so you have Diego Palacios back. He's been back for weeks now. He's healthy. Uh, we've seen him start games. We've seen him go ninety. We saw him play in the Copa America this year. Um, all by all accounts, he's fine, and he's he's looked pretty good. Uh, he certainly looked better than Edwards at the left back or left wing back position. What I do not understand is the fact that Raheem Edwards continually gets starts over Diego Palacios. And a quality left back like Mohammed El-Munir was shown the door to leave room for Palacios and Marco Farfan. And then you sign Raheem Edwards off the scrap heap, and he's the one that continually gets time. And there's, there's nothing there. Defensively, it's bad offensively it's bad so it it doesn't make any sense to me unless he's just like the coach's hustle guy uh at practice and you know he exemplifies what Bob wants to see so Bob is (laughs) looking past some of his flaws but that he should not be starting games he should be a once in every five game sub that's his job when both Marco and Diego have gone a ton of minutes in the last couple of weeks and one of them needs to come off at the 70th minute, that's where Raheem Edwards comes on. And that's it. So I I mean it just his defending tonight was shambolic, and his presence in the attack was equally as bad. Um it's it's just it's no good. Uh I, I I spoke earlier about how I'd like to see Rodriguez on the break be more direct on goal. What I would like to see from Edwards more frequently is just any sort of ability to beat a defender and then make something happen. So often what I feel with with Raheem Edwards that we see is he'll take a touch to get by a defender. And then he doesn't catch up to the ball fast enough and there's no cross. There's no, there's no pass. There's no second move. It's just long touch out of bounds, long touch out of bounds or, or given away. And then on the defensive side, like I said, if you watch him, I feel like he just does not use the, the touchline as, as a teammate and he just shows people to the inside so easily and, it's off to the races. Um, it's just... Ugh. So, again, to see uh, other people wondering, hey, remember when you guys made Mohamed El Mounir really mad because you kept shoehorning Diego Palacios in the lineup over him, even though he's putting together good performances, uh, and then you ultimately just let El Munir walk? Uh, what's the deal? Why are we? Why are we being subjected to Edwards if if Palacios was the guy? All right, next one. LaFC Luke at LaFC Luke. It's 50-50 right now for this team in the playoffs, which is better than we were three weeks ago and worse than we were three hours ago. No, that's a that's a clever way of stating that. It's hundred percent true. Really need out to Westa back in the starting eleven. The Vegas players have been a solid core for us, and Chicho is making a big difference. Yeah, I would say that again. Mamadou Fall has been excellent. And even though LAFC signed him and then loaned him out to Vegas, you know, he's kind of a Vegas player. Uh, I I will say that despite me saying that Sifu should start over Chris Ostomo, I, I think he's been pretty solid. I don't think he's been, you know, a, a giant weakness. And then again, uh, Bryce Duke being one of the major catalysts for your offense. So don't leave him on the bench, put him on the field. Um, Next one, Eric at grimace four twenty. No playoffs with Bob coaching. such to say, <laughs> uh, this is in response to me asking, will they make the playoffs? Um, I think it's very clear at this point that they're not going away from Bob, at least during the during the season. Um, there were some rumors I saw that he was not coming back. Um, how? you know, how reliable these rumors are. I have no idea. It's, it's Twitter. So sometimes it's right super early and sometimes it's completely baseless. Who knows? Uh, but I, I will say this, I, I won't be surprised if they miss because at any, you know, any given game day, LAFC can come out and they can You know, they can just give you a complete stinker of a game like they did tonight. Uh, Or every once in a while, and it's extremely rare right now, they'll come out like they did against SKC and just completely dominate the opposition. Um, But I think it's more on the mediocre side right now, and that's going to get you predictably mediocre results, which is right where they are. They are hovering at the playoff line, which is, again already a very low bar in MLS. When you look at who's above them, RSL, right? Um, nobody's talking about RSL as a dark horse to go win the MLS cup this year. They're not. And they shouldn't be talking about AOC that way either. Um, hopefully again, hopefully, hopefully we're wrong about that though. Hopefully Vela comes back. Atuesta comes back. Blackman comes back. And, you again. You do see Chicho coming good on on uh, on that transfer. You see Brian Rodriguez starting to take charge more in the game. When he gets on the ball, he's driving forward, making plays happen. Hope again. Biggest thing, Brian. Please be more direct at goal. Just go at the goal. Uh, if they can figure out a way to put all those pieces on the field and still have a creator like Bryce Duke on, uh, who knows? Maybe they get hot and we get. Uh, we get a, a little streak, another another streak going into the playoffs and pull off some sort of magic. But either way, we'll be here to support them. We'll be here to talk about it. You can follow the show at kennelpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey, and we'll talk to you all after the next match. Good night.